Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Oh, she's not on the phone yet. Hello, it's 6.59 p.m. We're in New York. At least I am. And it is nearly 7 o'clock. We have a great show. It's not nearly as jam-packed as last night where every minute was spoken for. We have a little bit more room for improv and relaxation tonight, though we are still going to be talking about some great things. Let me tell you about what we have going on for this Thursday night, September 29th, 2022. Firstly, we have Ancestry. We brought up the the whole uh, thought of DNA Ancestry. I wanted to, uh, and you still have time to contribute and read through some of the threads, respond to people that have already put their stories in there. I'm looking for mind-blowing DNA ancestry stories, or at least something that could counter all of our... I mean, I don't think there's any way to counter the fears of giving even a drop of blood to places like Ancestry or 23andMe. But as far as, like we were talking about with Neuralink, that, yeah... Uh, I can see a really constructive way for the technology to be applied. And for an individual that would really like to know a little bit more about their roots and a little bit more about their lineage, I can see how it could be immensely helpful and exciting, thrilling even. So tonight in the first half, I have a, uh, a short call that I scheduled with a genealogist who watches the show. Her name is Cynthia. She'll be on for a few minutes. And, um... And uh, I'm just going to talk to her about her experiences with DNA, how decentralized the entire thing is, or does everybody have to go through these giant databases in order to get a hit these days, or, you know, what? What? How can somebody's fears be allayed? Um, And then in the second half, we have a little bit on Seth Rich tonight. I'll actually open up with that after the intro. In the second half, I have a couple of couple of uh, updates about Florida and the, the devastation people I spoke with uh, Chris Ann Hall today briefly she is uh, you know they're just cleaning up some branches and stuff like that but um, n- nothing bad thank God so all of our immediate friends have all checked in okay but I know that the devastation is significant and that there are there's <clears throat> speculation wide speculation as to there being anywhere from dozens to hundreds dead. So, you know, with a storm that bad, of course, you can take your pick at all the people trying to politicize this. Doesn't matter if it was a Category 4 or Category 1. The fact that storms exist in a hurricane season is enough for these these mindless religious zealots to go out there and demand everybody not only vote for them, but condemn their opponents and give all the money that they can to their campaigns. So uh, I'm going to try to keep it to just light updates about a serious situation, and then we're going to open up the lines. So I, I set up a Florida a Florida line in the Discord, a special line just for, peop- for, just for Floridians who lived through this the last couple of days. If you want to jump in there, that's in the second half. We'll take calls there. And then everything else is really just call on in. That's what we'll do in the second half. You can talk about whatever. So let's get to it. All right. Thank you to Pat and Gina of Blue Monster Prep. Uh, my favorite, my favorite, favorite time a couple of years ago was when I had Pat and Gina get in touch with me and tell me, hey, we are a, uh, we're a survival store and, and all this. Stuff. I said, oh, God, yes. 
This was one of the, my top, all-time top sponsors I wanted. Not only for myself to have a place where I know I can go to and get some specialized one-on-one attention with prioritizing and understanding how to, you know, how to use some of these products, especially when it comes to medical equipment, but I knew that this would be something that would would transcend all types of seasonal shopping trends. Uh, it would go hand in hand with preparing for all kinds of unthinkable uh, situations, both man-made and natural. And I'm glad that they're on with us. And they've been on with us for well over a year now and uh, going strong. They've de- developed a wonderful uh, rapport with the audience because they are of the audience. So go to BlueMonsterPrep.com. It's an internet superstore for all of your survival food, water filtration, communication, medical, all that. First aid, power, solar, all of it. Prep for your dogs and cats. I know there's a lot of pets in disarray down there. So go and check out BlueMonsterPrep.com. And if you don't know where to start, get to their get Getting Started page or get in touch with Pat and Gina directly through the website. They love talking to people. They spent many hours on the phone with Franklies all around the world. A bunch of people with their pants off calling them in. Okay, so um, with that said, let's jump into our grab bag and let's get some of our... Let's see. Let's see. Oh, and I know that foxhole is down right now. A little bit, a little bit of a snafu on the network end of things. Abe said, uh, "Sorry, it wasn't on the top of mind. Not on the top of mind. If he were, if uh, Abe were Joe Biden, he wouldn't have forgotten." But anyway, let's get to the gateway. No, 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 I'm sorry. Not to the gateway pundit, to the mirror. This is very important stuff right here. Are you ready for this? Here's a headline. Here's a headline from the mirror. Girlfriend left horrified after discovering her partner's secret sex doll dungeon. This is Eric Swalwell's worst nightmare. She what? His assistant calls up. You hear a little mumbling on the phone. She what? All of them? She found all of them? Even the John Stamos doll? Oh my God. That's Eric Swalwell's worst nightmare. A worried girlfriend has confessed to an agony aunt that she fears her boyfriend is obsessed with his sex dolls after she stumbled across a secret dungeon. Dude, where does he live that he has a secret dungeon that can fit all of these bodies? Several weeks ago, her boyfriend was ill with food poisoning and rang his girlfriend begging for dry toast and bottles of fizzy lemonade, she explains. She, he called up his girlfriend to bring over toast? The hell is wrong with him? She rushed to his side to make sure he was comfortable. By 2 p.m., he, he was asleep. She noticed that his keys were on his bedside table, whereas usually he keeps them on a chain on his jeans. Writing to the Daily Star, Agony Aunt... Jane O'Gorman, the anonymous woman detailed how she slipped out into the hall and let herself into his secret room. Well, that's that's number one. Um, that's number one, a violation. So you, you gotta you gotta dump her. She goes on, turning the lock. I felt a brief flicker of guilt. You should have. Now the horror that was behind the door. That's another story. 
but they, we, we've got two conflicting problems here. And I don't know uh, if one totally negates the other, but uh, yeah, he's got an is he's got issues and she's also, she can't be trusted. So what do we got here? I was met by six pairs of dead eyes. Oh my God. His dolls were propped up around the room in various stages of undress. Oh. And then uh, I played with their hair and stroked them. All were blonde. I'm redheaded. And boasted fabulous shapely figures as I'm a bit flat chested. On a king size bed were strewn several sex toys. Why? For whom? And many tubes of lubrication. <laughs> uh, children, I forgot. Get, get out of here. I have to talk to mom and dad. Leave. Yes, you can come back in a second. I had to study myself because it was like looking into a nightmarish world of sleaze. Yeah, it's a nightmare. I was forced to lock up and leave when a delivery man arrived at the front door with another doll. That'd be funny. He, he shows up with a giant, a giant wooden box. She questioned if he loves. She questioned if he loves them more than he loves her. He does, as she told the agony aunt about her boyfriend's room dedicated to his girls. She added that his kept permanently locked. Uh, that it is kept permanently locked, and he doesn't think I've been inside, but I have. Well, like I said, we've all we've got some problems in this story, and from everybody. All right, moving on. Rapper Coolio, this is a sad one, found dead in Los Angeles. He comes from a time when there was some substance in hip-hop. Uh, paramedics suspect that the 59-year-old artist, born Artis, Artis Leon Ivy Jr., had suffered cardiac arrest. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Coolio's longtime manager, Jerez, Says Coolio went to the bathroom in his friend's house, but when he didn't come out after a while, the friend kept calling for him and eventually went in and found Coolio laying on the floor. We are told the friend called EMT, who arrived and pronounced Coolio dead on the scene, and Jerez tells us the paramedics suspect that he suffered cardiac arrest. An official cause of death has not been determined. Friends and fans are now leaving their condolences on the comments of his video. And, uh... Yeah, everybody knows Gangsta's Paradise, which was the bane of my existence in uh, in elementary school with every f fourth grade, f every teacher wanting to make a parody, not, not a parody, but, but wanting to, to use it because it was popular with the kids to talk about something like uh, relevant to school or on spirit day. It was just a whole bunch of cringe, but uh, his song was great. I always used to, I, I, no matter what, it never got old for me. I would just stay there and I would watch the music video from start to finish whenever it was on. The, the one with Michelle Pfeiffer after Dangerous Minds came out. Another good film. Actually, I, I think it was a good film. I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time. Obviously, a lot of people are wondering about the cardiac arrest at age 59. What could it be? Um, and it goes deeper than that, too, because Coolio had gone on the record fairly recently, I think we're talking within the last couple of years, about 
really strange sex initiation stuff inside of the industry. Things that were uh, pressured, uh, uh, he was pressured to do pretty much along the lines of what Professor uh, Griff was talking about. And in some closely related ways to what Prodigy from Mob Deep was talking about with uh, pedophilia and Satanism and, and uh, you know, when he was calling out Jay-Z and all that stuff. So maybe we talk a little bit about that tomorrow, but because there's a, there's a little bit more, there's a much more interesting side to Coolio than just that for most people. They just know him from Gangster's Paradise, and if you don't know anything else, you probably think he's just a one-hit wonder. But uh, still, rest in peace, 59 years old. Another one, 59. All right, Germany. Here's a headline from Summit News. Germany Greens plan to ban native Germans from a third, one-third of jobs to promote diversity. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that, that 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 devil woman vampire Barbara Lerner loves that. In the name of promoting diversity, ruling Greens in the German city of Hanover plan to ban one-third of native citizens from applying for government jobs so they can be given to migrants. A green mayor makes the difference, wrote Turkish-born Feliz Palat, managing director of the Greens parliamentary group. Palat was referring to Hanover Mayor Belit One, who came to power in November 2019 and is also of Turkish heritage. How inclusive. By the end of 2026, a third of all newly advertised positions in the city should be filled by applicants with a migration background, wrote Pala. So, it, you know, it's just, you're saying, okay, well, Germany might freeze to death because of the pipelines and because of their, I mean, it's all suicide. Now, um, in my opinion, some clandestine forces from a country that we all know very well has gone out of their way to make sure that the Germans have no choice but to go elsewhere for supplemental energy needs than Nord Stream 1 and 2. So there still may be some really bad problems there for, for everyday Germans and uh, other, other member states of the EU this winter. But still, you have this. And you see that most of these nations, with once proud... Um, Proud countries, proud cultures that have just been beaten into subservience, into shame, into, oh my God, it is just, it's a suicidal situation one way or another. What country, what country survives with that kind of a mentality at the helm in cities and towns and, and of course in the, in the union that controls it now, so... All right, here's another one. I'm sure you saw this. This is something just incredible. Chaos in briefing room from yesterday as White House reporters repeatedly asked Corrine Jean-Pierre about Joe Biden's confusion over late Representative Jackie Walarski. Several White House reporters on Wednesday asked Jean, Corrine Jean, whatever, about Joe Biden's confusion over late Representative Jackie Walarski. Biden's cognitive decline is rapidly accelerating as he approaches his 80th birthday. On Wednesday, he delivered remarks at a White House conference on hunger, nutrition, and health. At one point, Joe Biden asked, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Referring to GOP Representative Jackie Walarski, who recently died in a car accident. You remember that? Here's what he said. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? 
she must not be here. She, uh, uh, she must not be here at the end. Where's Jackie? Is she here? She must not be here. Joe, can you see Jackie in the room right now? I would have asked. Joe, would you look into this mirror? Can you see your own reflection? Joe? We're losing him. So uh, afterwards, six different reporters asked the uh, White House uh, press secretary about his confusion over Walarski. And she continued to lean on this uh, on this response, on this excuse, that she was on the top of his mind, at the top of his mind, and that's why that's why what was going on, what was going on. Instead of just saying it was an unfortunate mistake and moving on and putting it all behind you, they they continue to try to make some kind of an effort that this guy who was falling apart like Raggedy Andy is in some way. Really, it's 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 really he he's not as bad as you think it is. You're you're exaggerating. He's just he's just consumed by her memory, which is why he forgot that she's dead, of course. But listen to this. Uh, here is a here's an example of one of her responses, and then the quite frankly producers that we have, our quite frankly producers, has put together a supercut of uh, of the top of the mind question. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what happened there? so the president w was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on... Uh Shut up. Shut up. As you can see, you were all watching. He's a confused old man who doesn't know where he is half the time. That's where you start, if you're going to be very honest. If you're going to be diplomatic, you just cut right to the chase and say it was an unfortunate mistake. Uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman. She should paint eyeballs on her eyelids from now on, since she's constantly looking down, reading from her absurd script. He forgot that she died, if he ever really knew she was on his mind. Holy hell, imagine, ha imagine this having to be your job. ...family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. Of course, it's a remarkable legacy because now she's dead. If she were alive, then she would be right in with the rest of the domestic terrorists that he denounced just a couple of weeks ago in front of Independence Hall. That's where we are right now with the Orwellian nonsense. Here is a uh, 15, 16, 18 second supercut of the phrase of the day. Top of mind, top of mind, top of mind. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. Uh, um, you know, top of mind, 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 on top of mind. I have John Lennon top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anywhere. There you go. Someone said, I have John Lennon on top of mind almost every day, but I'm not looking around for him. <laughs> Would you go easy on me? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, come on, come on. 
I'm trying to, uh, you know, I'm trying to animate a corpse over here. Come on. So, that's just it. He was just consumed. Consumed by the memory of a lost colleague. That's why he, he thought that she was in the room. All right. Uh, with that being said, we are done with this. We're starting the show off a little bit on Seth Rich, which is a lot of bit on Seth Rich. And then we're going to go right into an interesting topic about DNA ancestry. I have a couple of questions for a, an impromptu guest. Should be fun. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Welcome to the show. The pre-show is behind us. Now it's the real deal, Holy Field. So I hope that your Thursdays have been going well. It's uh, It's been beautiful all week. Of course, it's not going to be beautiful on Saturday. So I had to very sadly postpone all of the big outside celebration plans for Aurora's baptism because... What's going to be left of, of this hurricane that is just going to be scattered patches of rain is now going to hit us and we're looking at 100% chance of rain under 60 degrees so can't do that outside so I mean this entire week has been a perfect autumn week and damn so that was that that's that we'll figure something else out coffee and cake and pizza I guess all right, ladies and gents, welcome. Now, listen, just so you know, because I'd love to get more and more of you involved in tonight's show, that is through Super Chats. No matter where you are, quite frankly, superchat.com. You can send those in. We're going to read them throughout the broadcast. It's a great way to support the show and uh, all the upkeep here at the studio and elsewhere. And also, first and foremost, actually, a great way to get your thoughts read onto the record on the show without trying to squeeze through on the one phone line that we have. But remember, we have Discord. Discord is always a great way to cut the line. We've got first-time caller line there, an international line. We've got tonight a Florida line. So get into the Discord. That The link to that is on the, the website. It's in the description below this episode. And simple, simple. All right. So here's the first thing I wanted to do is to read through this. This came out of Technofog's uh, substack a few hours ago. Court orders production of Seth Rich laptop. Uh-oh. Michael Isikoff at Yahoo to the rescue. 
You know that's what's going to happen now. I would be surprised if we don't get flooded with at least a dozen new articles debunking the Seth Rich conspiracy theory by none other than Michael Isikoff of Yahoo over the course of the next couple of weeks. He is a, he is uh, he has definitely been assigned to primary to being the primary writer and debunker of this very intriguing story that needs to be uh, taken seriously. So um, he's, I don't know who said this is your story and you're staying on it for the rest of your life. So watch out for Michael Isikoff roundups and reviews. They're coming. Today, a federal judge ordered the FBI to, quote, produce the information it possesses related to Seth Rich laptop. Now, here's my thing. If they do, because they've already stalled several times. They said there was nothing there. Then they said that there was, it was held. I mean, there was a couple of excuses. Forget what the hell it was. But all these years later, did anybody out there think that we can trust that whatever they do produce is complete? Really? I mean, you had Robert Mueller's team and all the these FBI people that were wiping their phones and deleting evidence in the middle of the of the Russia investigation that they were running right there. All these work phones were being wiped out and thrown away, destroyed, in the middle of the investigation. You're going to give them five, six years out of sight, out of mind? That's just something that, um, I don't know. What are we going to get? Anyway, this case involves a multi-year fight by attorney Ty Clevenger to obtain records relating to the FBI DOJ investigation of Seth Rich, particularly whether Seth Rich was involved in the hack, the leak of the DNC, or had communicated with WikiLeaks. Now, we were listening to, uh, what's his name, Seymour Hirsch, Cy Hirsch. That was a very interesting talk. I mean, you have to go listen to those phone calls with Cy Hirsch about... Uh, Seth Rich's involvement. Then we have Ty Clevenger uh, and and a few other uh, a few other characters that I'm actually forgetting the storyline now. It's been so long. But you we used to go through these timelines in depth. I really miss those days. 2017 2018 was really thrilling. I had a I had a I had a ball those years. Felt like we were we were like living the the plot of Clue. Yeah, we might not get the the outcome. We wanted, even though at that time we had much more hope in that as well. But th- the fact that we were able to really, because it was so sloppily done, all these all these uh, operations, the fact that we were through open sources alone, able to piece together incredible swaths of a story that that is more thrilling than any kind of spy novel that I know of. This fight dates back to 2017 and includes two FOIA lawsuits. In the first lawsuit, the FBI produced no responsive documents. The parties knew the FBI had something, and so this sparked a second lawsuit where the FBI somehow found 20,000 pages of potentially responsive documents, the court explains. Here's an excerpt. By letter uh, dated June 19, 2020, the government acknowledged receipts of Huddleston's first request. In stark contrast, the FBI's response to Clevenger's nearly identical FOIA request, where again the FBI found zero responsive records. The FBI now acknowledged that it possessed over 20,000 pages of potentially relevant material. 
Now, I think this is where they started saying that it was of national security interest. So first, no response, we have nothing. Then it's, okay, well, uh, we found 20,000 pages, but of those 20,000 pages, the government found 1,596 pages of responsive documents, of which the government withheld 1,469 pages under various FOIA exemptions, privacy, law enforcement exemptions, etc., the FBI also withheld the contents of FBI's personal of Rich, uh, Seth Rich's personal laptop, which it possesses in its entirety, alleging the privacy of Rich's, uh, Rich's family and the preventing of public release of this information outweighs the public interest in disclosure. Well, we know from we know from uh, interviews conducted with the with the Rich family that they did not. They didn't want this revealed because they didn't want people to think that he was responsible for Trump getting elected. So it gets very political. The court rejected that argument, stating that the FBI had not satisfied its burden of showing more than a de minim, uh, minimis privacy interest that would justify withholding information from Seth Rich's laptop. It concluded that accordingly the court finds the FBI un- improperly withheld the information under FOIA, and the court is thus authorized to order its production. What will the laptop reveal? Time will tell, says Technofog. Uh, What might be more interesting is the FBI's complete records on Seth Rich. The FBI has fought production of records, first by failing to find anything in its own documents, and now by alleging documents must be withheld due to national security grounds. This this is a a random... DNC staffer, well, not not uh, just staffer. I mean, he was part of a, uh, I think, voter enrollment and stuff. But still, a random name in D.C. I mean, there's a lot of people that work for the DNC, a lot of people that work for the government. Uh, this guy was not a a major power player, and supposedly he was just killed by gang members that wanted to rob him, but didn't take anything, any personal effects off of his person. In fact, he was shot in the back with a low-caliber bullet. And uh, from all the things I heard, he went to the hospital alive and aware. And uh, then he's dead. Anyway, first by failing to find its own documents and now by alleging documents must be withheld due to national security grounds and the, quote, basis that disclosure of the information would threaten intelligence-gathering efforts. What efforts are ongoing all these years later? Or do you just don't want intelligence to be gathered? The information in the FBI's possession includes that which was provided by foreign government agency authorities under an implied assurance of confidentiality. It also may or may not include whether the FBI used a code name associated with Seth Rich. And if FBI representations are to be believed, it also includes, quote, details of intelligence activities, sources, and methods related to national security. Unfortunately, the court won't require the production of this information. Some questions will remain unanswered. And then you can read the full order below. And there you go. Like I said, be on the lookout for at least a at least a 50-page a 50-page reprogramming of all liberal opinions that should be had on the Seth Rich story penned by Michael Isikoff of Yahoo. Be on the lookout for it. All right. 
So with that out of the way, I'm going to give somebody a call because, you know, we're talking about investigations. That's a, an investigation of a much larger, has a much larger area of impact. That it, that it really involves us all right there, especially if you're an American and if you are a member of other countries in the world because American elections have large, large, especially 2016. That was a big one if you if you don't remember. But as far as personal investigations into your own lineage and what's going on, we were talking about DNA. We were talking about DNA, information gathering, uh, more so the ethics and what can be trusted when you have companies like BlackRock and, I don't know, the, the, the YouTube Silicon Valley crews that own companies like 23andMe. So we were wondering, you know, aside from all those big time questions, and I can ask about those in a little bit there too, has anybody out there ever been on a quest to figure out how much of your past can be recovered through physical records, those traditional methods, but also DNA analysis? Because if we can get over the trust issues, I think that that, that would be really incredible. So um, we're going to see some of your breakthrough stories. If you have any, the lines will be open. Hopefully we get some later on. But right now I want to call up. Her name is Cynthia Lindsay, and she is a genealogist. And uh, I don't have a bio for her, so I'll just read you the introductory email she sent me the other night. She said, hi, Frank, I'm a genealogist, and I also do triangulation of DNA. When ancestry populates its regions of ancestry... It's all based on the number of test kits already in their database. These populations and regions change over time as more test kits are loaded into the databases. As far as being helpful for record and fact checking, it's not that great going by the results of populations you get back. Um, Also, some records in other countries are kept sealed. I'm getting ready to triangulate an adoptee from Italy. She can't access those records for 100 years. But through DNA triangulation, I can actually go back to the original family and find records that way. Triangulation is used to find such criminals and serial killers and other crimes as well. Records are as good as long as you have a direct relationship and or triangulation of DNA to go off of. We love your show. Thanks, Cynthia. Let's go and give Cynthia a call. How about that? Hello. Hello, Cynthia. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Frank. Uh, How are you? I'm doing great. So you and I spoke a little bit before, and I just read your email, so everybody knows a little bit about what you do. And let me, mm-hmm. let me just ask you this. Are you in a, almost like a, a private practice, or are you part of a larger group? No, just private. I just do my own research for friends, uh, family, anybody. Okay, so you have you ever advertised your your uh, your skills to people in like your local area and gotten people outside of your your immediate uh, network no just um, through Facebook family family friends extended family that I found on 23andMe or Ancestry so then let's this is great so because I want to ask you a little bit about the tried and true old school methods of researching a person's <laughs> lineage. So you're a genealogist. I'm, I'm curious about how far back I can stretch my knowledge of my family uh, history so I would come to somebody like you. But before we get to mm-hmm. DNA, tell me a little bit about records and tried and true methods of researching a person's past. 
Um, the best thing to do is listen to your parents, your grandparents, take notes. Um, now, as far as research goes, there's tons of tools. There's FamilySearch.org. There's Ancestry.com, libraries. There's tons of um, free stuff online that you can research. There's, uh, let me see, U.S.gov records that you can get on. You can go into, say, uh, you want to look for a certain county or a certain town. You can go in and find that on a government website, and you can pull up past uh, census records. Oh, there's just tons of stuff, tons of ways to do it. So what about when your searches lead you out of country? So, yeah, the United States, I mean, for a time, we weren't that good with record keeping. We got more and more, uh, got more and more elaborate and more and more nosy. And there was a time when there wasn't any even birth certificates, really. There was records of birth yeah. and whatnot. But let's say you're taking one of your friends or one of your your uh, extended family members, uh, you, their case on, and now you're getting into the late 19th century or so, and you're taken into the international scene. You're going into Italy or you're going into Austria. Um, what, what happens then? Because obviously... Everybody's record keeping is the same is different uh, if you're you're talking about a little bit more high class uh, cities uh, or you're talking about peasants pe peasants in, in uh, farmlands and all that other stuff. Uh, what do you start encountering when you go into other countries and digging into uh, centuries before? Well, things that I've done as far as uh, other countries would be like Scotland, uh, Mexico, Ireland. Um, Sometimes the further back you get, the harder the records are to find. Because, like you say, the peasants—they didn't, you know—they they were marked as farmland, and this person occupied farmland with family. Um, but most of those records are also searchable on Ancestry.com and FamilySearch.com, which is also—I'm uh, sorry—it's FamilySearch.org. It's a free website. Okay. And you can get free records from Scotland, from Mexico, from Ireland, from Italy, all kinds of records. But each county, each state, each country has different laws on how they release records and when they release the records. Okay. So so you could be hung up on, on one pursuit or, or one attempt for a lot longer than other places. And I don't know. I, I can see how that can get a little tricky. And I have to imagine now that this has been like a, a global effort. For everybody to put or to digitize these types of uh, records, because uh -huh. it, I mean, if you were trying to do this thirty years ago, I mean, you you have to physically show up to places and thumb through files. Yeah. I'd have to imagine. Yeah, courthouses, libraries. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was a lot harder, and people also falsified ancestries back then. They would pay somebody to you know research the family genealogy and slip them an extra bit just to you know, say I belong to this person and, you know, I'm part of a, a famous family or something like that. But oh. now you can actually prove records. And with DNA, you can actually triangulate and prove those records to be true. Do you know any stories of someone actually slipping themselves into a, a family tree to create the the illusion of a lost heir to, like, family treasure and actually having it work? No, but kings and queens, if you look at their ancestry charts, they have like this big roll that they roll out. They take themselves all the way back to Jesus, you know, Jesus and, and Mary. And so people do it all the time. But 
you can't get away with it now because you can just get online and find out that they're, you know, not telling the truth. Well, the other thing, the only reason why you can't get away with it is because as we we, t- we come to DNA, I yeah. mean, that is a that is a, a, a code that is very unique to uh, a person and, of course, a family. So when it comes to DNA, this would be an obvious place to start for someone who doesn't know where in the world to even start looking, I'd have to imagine. Like, if, if they have yeah. no idea, uh, it, it's, okay, let's go to the obvious and, and something we hear all the time, uh, an adoptee who really mm-hmm. just doesn't know anything, doesn't know where to start, and even the adoptive parents don't have too much to work on. I, I would have to imagine DNA would at least at this point, with all the years that people have been uh, adding to these databases with their own searches, that would cast a pretty large net around the world to start uh, prioritizing a search? Oh, absolutely. If you find a second cousin, a third cousin, you can triangulate that DNA and take it back to a certain ancestor. You can take it back to, uh, as a matter of fact, my great aunt, which loved kids, would have loved to have had grandkids, um, when she passed away, we found out she actually did have a grandkid and he was put up for adoption. And the way we found his DNA was he had his DNA tested. Um, I got a hold of his tree and his DNA and obviously he matched me, but he also matched my great aunt's husband's side of the family. Hmm. So we can, we circled it into, you know, he was my aunt's grandson by okay. one of her two sons. So then that's how you would, con- th- there's nothing actually in the human genome that you could, you can find that would actually tell you right there, you are somebody's second or third cousin. It would have, they would, you'd have to have to, uh, you'd have to have several related hits before you can make an assumption of w- what a person is to another person. Um, no, when your DNA populates on ancestry.com or 23andMe, it's, it says, second cousin, third cousin, fourth cousin, um, parent, sister, half sibling. Uh, if they're okay. So my son, his aunt has a different father than his dad. So she actually shows up as a cousin instead of an aunt. So that's just, you know, that's once removed from the DNA because she has a different father than my son's dad does. But the DNA is going to take you directly to the family. So once you find that family, if they have a tree online, if they have a name, if you can contact the person, you can definitely triangulate to to where you want to be to find out who your parents are, whoever it is you're looking for. Okay. So see, now I know that this is a tool for, for you. This is a tool for the genealogist at this point and a pretty powerful oh. one to try to make these connections and build your family trees and go and go back as far as you can. So I don't expect you to be able to explain to me exactly what in the DNA, in one person's DNA to say, oh, boom, second cousin. Like, Have you ever been able to pick up information like that about what exactly in a person's line of code can can trip even just the distinction between second, third cousins, siblings. I wish I knew that. I, I don't expect you to know because, like I said, well, it, it's, it's ha- a tool. Well, it's how many cinnamorgans you share. So if you, uh, me and my sister are going to share uh, 50% of my mom, 50% of my dad. Um, my kids are going to share, you know, 50% of me, 50% of their dad. They're only going to share 25% of my mom or dad. Um and it, or 13%, it goes down. So 
that's how you can tell how you're related. Now, if you want to, if you don't know the person and they're they're showing up as a second cousin, then you can go in and start asking questions, start asking, you know, where they were born, or and try and figure the relationship out. That is that's very interesting. That's 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 incredible. Now, okay, so then a couple more questions until we get to the my obvious problems with this thing. <laughs> now, the first I have when you when you have a client that wants to expand their efforts a little bit more. Let's say that you're having some significant success with actual record keepings in one country or another and you're you're going you're going back in time and things are are moving along but you really want to go all out and you want to try to just employ all the tools you have uh dna databases are they exclusive to one company or another like is it an ancestry or a 23andme database or is there something more universal that's being built or can they be uh can they be decentralized and and have these databases used in in a little bit more private ways um well there's the main ones are ancestry and 23andme but once you have your test, you can download your data and upload it to another site. It's called GEDmatch. And that's a free website. It uploads your data. And so it combines all these other companies that have had their DNA. Um, it combines all those tests together. So you're not just limited to the people that have taken a 23andMe or limited to the people that have taken an Ancestry. Um, a lot of people do this. They'll upload their DNA to GEDmatch because it makes the pool larger for you know for everybody. But but to be able to get to that point, you need either largely a 23andMe or an Ancestry to actually handle your blood and do the processing. Yeah, and it's just a test. It's a, you can either spit in a tube, you can swab your mouth. There's different kind of tests. Uh, there's MyHeritage, 23andMe, Ancestry DNA. Um, and probably a lot more um, that have jumped into it, you know. But once you send your test off and you get your results back, you, you can download the file. And once you have that file, you just upload it to uh, any other database and you can share with, you know, other companies. But as far as um, limited, it, it's limited to the, the company that you go with only if you keep it limited you can you can share it with other companies like GEDmatch and it populates other companies together I get you I get you see and, and I guess this leads me right into my trust issues Cynthia because I have you know <laughs> yeah. when you say uh, it, it's just Blackstone acquiring ancestry yeah. uh, 23 and me being owned by the same kind of Silicon Valley types who are obsessed with re-engineering humanity I just yep. uh, I just wish that there was a uh, I wish that there was a way, I don't know, I, I just wish there was a way to, um, I, oh, okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you know of, it's the same thing when people say you got to watch out what charities you you donate to. That all the I, I have heard horror stories about charities that I grew up all throughout my life thinking, oh, that's a, that, that, that's a force for good or this and that. Um, do you have any any idea about, companies or DNA processing uh, companies that that you would trust or do you just kind of just no uh, you just uh, you just go with it because honestly you sign it you know, when you send your DNA and you sign an agreement but those terms of service can change and you don't even have to sign anything um, if you upload to GEDmatch you actually do get an email saying that they're um, updating 
you know, their terms of service. You can opt in for police investigations if your DNA matches somebody that's suspected of being a serial killer. Oh, you can opt geez. in for that. Oh, oh, see, oh, yeah. see, that's uh, a. You can opt out also, so. That's a whole other. That's all. I mean, Cynthia, you know where that leads, right? Oh, he's opting out. That's suspicious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so in a way, and and I get it. You know, in a way, I almost see this as. A, a lot of people's problems with using smart devices and stuff and on computers. Yeah. I mean, even with a VPN, it, it's impossible to really stay off the grid. If somebody wants to track you, they can. And exactly. DNA, I mean, DNA has been sampled from us since the time that we were infants. So, yes. but, but, you know, I, I guess, uh, I guess that's it. I, I guess there was no, there's no real way to, to get there's to. There's no way around being able to, to completely trust it to me, the way, the way I feel about it. You know, anybody can come in and hack a company. Anybody can sell the company to a, a, another company, and they can change the terms of service, and now they own your DNA. Right. So, you know, there are certain ways to opt out, but, but once you sign that agreement, you're signing, you know, an agreement to update terms of service. So whoever buys it and changes it can do whatever they want, really. Right. And I know, I know from experience, too, that... Because I have a couple other friends who have been really into genealogy, just really concentrating on themselves, not helping other people or making their efforts uh, or their skills available to others. But I know that, uh, like I said, the, the advent of these the DNA sequencing for these pursuits is all very, it's all very new. I mean, it, what uh -huh. the, the best genealogists are just very tenacious people who are crafty and know where to look and and they, yeah, they, it's yeah. a it's a hunt for them so i understand that uh, if if people don't want to go into the dna aspect of it to supercharge the search because it's uh, it's unfortunate i can definitely see how it, it's a game changer and i'd love to hear any of your mind-blowing stories that you have coming up next but um yeah i think it's a lot of people they're just they I think they'd be concerned as to whether or not there are ways to use this technology to their advantage without dealing with a big company because I mean you you can't even you can't even click a you, you can't even talk in front of your phone about things that you yeah. like without getting ads <laughs> popping up all over the place. If if data is collected just yeah, by China's going to be buying my DNA now after this conversation. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, one day, Cynthia, <laughs> whenever the Chinese invade, one day you're going to come face to face with your clone, and you're going to say, "What the fuck?" You know. So yeah, I. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> let's end with that. Uh, it's a story. It's the question I had for most people on our thread. The good, mm -hmm. the bad, the mind-blowing. What are some of your most, only one, two, whatever comes to mind, some of your most memorable discoveries when doing work for yourself or someone else with, D with DNA? Um, it started with, with me being obsessed with it after I found out I was related to a witch, Mary Bliss Parsons. Um, she was a witch. She was uh, charged three times and got off by herself each time. So I guess she was really a witch because she her, she used her magic or whatever. Oh wow! <laughs> but this was this was right before the uh, the the uh, Salem witch trials. So she was before that. Um, and through her, I found out we were related to John Wayne, and then also we were part uh, part of my ancestors were in the Donner Party. Wow! And. Uh, one of the survivors is Virginia Elizabeth Backenstow Murphy, and she's the one that wrote a book on the Donner Party. So, you know, just history. I've always loved history, and and being a history lover, I wanted to know my own family history. Uh, a castle, we have a castle in Scotland. You know, I, there's just all kinds of different 
sayings that interested me and made me start digging and I I'm obsessed you can ask my kids I'm obsessed <laughs> but it's great it's great to have something like that that really drives I mean I, I don't have a castle in Scotland but I am a lord <laughs> did you know that I'm a lord in Scotland oh my goodness yes what? I did not know that it was bought it was it was uh, it was a birthday gift for me I think last year or something like that maybe do I have it in here I, I am a lord. They got me, and, and Lauren is a lady. I have a strip of land that is like. Yes, one, I think I remember that. I have. Oh, it's a strip of land that's like one foot by ten feet, and that yeah. I'm 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 a landowner in Scotland, so we have that in common. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Okay, so, it, it, anything else? I mean, what about for other people? What anything that that made you go, "Holy oh, shit! Wow." Um, yeah, my, my, my great grandfather, this, see, these are people that I found through my DNA that I, that are related to me, obviously, but I found out, uh, my great grandfather had a separate family and I contacted them and I, and I helped, um, the granddaughter with our genealogy and her history and who her, you know, her paternal grandfather's side is and, um, my great aunt. You know, I, he was adopted. Her grandson was adopted, and I helped him find out, you know, who these people are, who his father was, who his grandparents are. So it's easy to do. As long as you have a person's DNA, you can you can circle it back to, to where you want it to be or to the question they're wanting to know. Well, that is, it certainly is exciting. It really is. And, and, uh, and Cynthia, before we, we, uh, we break away here, un- unless there's anything else you want to throw out there, anything people should know and, uh, about, about the, the craft and all that stuff, I'd love to know if you, you ever, uh, if you have anything to promote, do you, are your services available to anybody out there who wants to, who wants to find out more about themselves? Do you make yourself available for sure. people? Sure, they can email me. It's sdcynth at gmail.com. That's sdcynth? Uh-huh, at gmail.com. Sdsynth. Yep. Okay, at gmail.com. And also, one more thing, uh, familysearch.org is a free site, and also Find a Grave is a really good uh, tool for searching ancestry because you can find family histories on the actual app. And, and that will actually lead you to grave sites? Yeah, it's a, it's an online cemetery is what it is, and it's all over the world. There's It's in Italy, it's in Scotland, England, Australia, everywhere. Wow. And um, a lot of people that, there's a lot of people invested in, in doing these find graves and they upload bios for these people, obituaries. So there's a lot of information you can find for free on, you know, on the Internet. Tremendous, Cynthia. I thank you so much for this. I it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm so interested. I would love to see. I think that just through record keeping and um, an inquiry like that, my aunt has been able to poke backwards, maybe to the the last quarter of the 19th century, just by. Ellis Island and, and going back to Italy, oh, yeah. you know, I, I can, I can't imagine how much farther it actually can go, but, um, you know, it's just, if you take the last name that you have in the, in the history that, that she has researched and you have a date, uh, say a birth date, a death date and a name, you can poke it into family org, and it, it's hard telling how far it'll take you back. 
Wow. All right. Well, then I'll probably have to talk to you a little bit after the show again. And it's been really great to meet you. And, and thank you for reaching out. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Yeah, one more time. That, that, uh, it's uh, that, that email address. SDCYNTH at gmail.com. SDCYNTH at gmail.com. Cynthia Lindsay, genealogist. Thank you for calling in. Yes, thank you very much. Talk All to right. you later. Bye-bye. Be well. Or thank you for letting me call you, I should say. All right. 755. How's that for you? How is that? So we're going to come back and, well, let me see. I'll, I'll read you one of these these stories from the thread. And then when we come back, we'll have some calls and whatever else from you guys. Here you go. This is a submission to your answer. This is from Lori. This is an answer to your question last night about how it works with DNA ancestry. My husband was born in Lenox Hospital in 1959. His mother was handed a form to fill out based on as much of her and a father's background at by the adoption agency, Spence Chapman. No names are given. New York is a closed adoption state, so you cannot get them to release mother's names, etc. But you do get the form she filled out, so this contains many hints. When Ancestry.com first came out, we had no such luck with finding another close match. However, 15 years later, and we got a hit. It was a direct cousin, which is really good. We made contact with her, and we got pointed in the right direction. We definitely had knowledge of who his mother is. She's 85 years old and uh, is as close-lipped as she can be. She's right? Uh, so the more people that use DNA registry, the more people can find their past. We are still waiting for a hit on the father's side since my husband's son showing up at her place still did not loosen her lips about who the father was. If I didn't do a good job explaining, let me know. Well, love to you and your family. God bless Lori. See, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. That is one of those things that was set up to only get more and more useful as more and more people entered their DNA into the database. Because it's not just like you're putting a, a search out for someone like you, you are putting yourself out there as a beacon for God knows how, to, how many people. Because remember, you're going to be able to get, people are going to be able to get hits, you, whether they are closely related, a half-brother, a lost something, but cousins, first, second, third, distant, I mean, it, it just really, it, I can see how it creates such a large net so quickly. There's other people that wrote in that said, I really don't know what I trust about all this stuff. Here, listen to this. Submission, this is from Christina. Listening to Friday night's show about DNA companies, you had pondered on the show if these DNA tests did more than tell your percentage of ancestral lineage, and the answer is yes. One day I'll write a book about my story because it's quite a tale to tell, but here's a short of it. All of my life I've been told that my birth father's name was David. She gave me the names, but I, I redacted. And that he was born from Bay City, Michigan. I constantly wondered if he even knew of my existence and searched for him when internet searches became a thing. With no luck, I stopped searching. Fast forward about four years ago when I got gifted a DNA test from my, her my heritage. Cynthia just brought that up. Got that for Christmas, and I sent the test in hoping that I would find more answers. Well, I did, and I couldn't have expected what I discovered. 
Through DNA search, I found a long-lost great-aunt whom I messaged back and forth for several months. I discovered that my birth father's name was actually David blah, 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 and he had a very troubled past that included being a semi-truck driver, drug addict, homelessness, and even a short stint in prison. In 2020, I connected through my Heritage app with a half-sister in Colorado and found out that my birth father had married a woman, had three children, and deserted his family. He was. This was mind-blowing because I loved 40, or I, uh, I went 40 years of my life believing, said loved, 40 years of my life believing that I was, oh, oh, I loved 40 years of my life believing that I was the only child, yet I discovered, no, actually, had three younger half-sisters in Colorado. I also discovered that my birth father was currently homeless, 80% blind, and had accidentally killed four teenagers in a truck driving accident when they ran a stop sign. That's tragic. After connecting with one of my half-sisters, I discovered that my suspicions were correct. My birth father never knew that I even existed. Quite a story, huh, Christina? Incredible. Really is. And I hope that this inspires some calls in the second half. We're about to go on a break right now. But just that alone... Going 40 years believing you were the only child, and then you have three younger sisters in another state like Colorado. I I would be excited by that. I'd be excited, and I would be scared. You know why? Because those three younger sisters would then actually be somewhat like my uh, alien hybrid uh, fear. Not so much a fear, but almost like a nightmare scenario. You ever hear those stories about people being brought up onto alien ships and being introduced to their hybridized son or daughter because of how many times they've been up there and how much their DNA has been extracted from them to create hybridized races that are half alien, somewhat human, but a mix that you can almost cannot tell unless you knew what you were looking for? Well, I, I, I heard this one interview with an abductee who said that they were they had been brought onto this craft many times in their life and that finally at this one this one last visit or one of their last visits they were asked do you want to meet your daughter or do you want to meet your son and them saying yeah sure and i I remember just saying whoa and i felt my heart drop into my shoes just thinking about the situation that beyond that door right there, beyond that door, is an offspring of yours that has been, cre- I mean, it, it's yours. It was created from your information, at least in part. It's going to resemble you, but there's just, I mean, but then there's this otherworldly aspect to the whole thing, and they're already semi-grown up. That is just terrifying to me. Now, this isn't as terrifying. This is more exciting than terrifying because hopefully they're all human. And uh, But they're in Colorado, and you know that upon opening up that email with their pictures in it, you're going to lay eyes on three girls, three half-sisters that should at least in some way have a resemblance to you because 50% of them is 50% of you. That's just, That's incredible to me. And, um, and yeah, all right, well, it's intermission time. We will be back in a couple of short seconds and we'll talk about this later on. So don't go anywhere and send in your super chats. Quite frankly, superchat.com. We'll be back in a moment.
Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you're going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? in the saddle over here in the studio in New York. It's 8.05 and I just got a text message from Jay Gulanello, our based nutritionist. And he said, Frank, let's make a note to bring this up, this genetic conversation next time I'm on. I use this on clients sometimes. It's a whole other side to health and it's super interesting. I can't wait to talk about that. And ladies, I, I spoke to Jay the other day and there's only a small handful of spots left on his uh, on his ancestral wellness retreat that is going to be in Martha's Vineyard between October's 6th and 9th. So it's next week. Next week. You should definitely go and check it out. All the information that you can get. And if you're in the area, go. I mean, at, at this point, maybe, who, who knows what kind of, if there's any deal. I don't know. I'm not going to put that on him. I don't know if there's any deals or anything. But just uh, reach out for information. Perpetualhealth.co Three nights, all-inclusive accommodations, daily movement seminars, daily wellness education, formal and informal, nose-to-tail, seasonal curated meals by their professional chef, island, bike, and beach excursion, contrast therapy, red light therapy. There is so much there. That's going to happen, and it's just a preview of the kind of things that are going to be, I'd have to imagine, a staple in Jay's future compound in the woods in New Hampshire. That's going to be a wonderful place to take a vacation for me every year. All right. Anyway, anyway, 
Let's get to our super chats, and then we're going to open up the lines and see what people are thinking. We have the Florida line that is on Discord. Uh, you can go and check it out, and hopefully we get a little bit more from you guys and gals on that. Hope everybody is well, and we have everybody with us tonight. 914-595-6953. I'll put the number up, and let's get to the super chats. First things first. Stostube says, no message tonight, just a little love for the show. So I guess that is the message. Great Thursday, Frank. Thank you so much, Stostube. It's great to have you there. Crude IT guy says, if you could wish my gorgeous wife of 33 years, Sandy, a happy birthday. Oh, Sandy, happy birthday. 33 years with crude IT guy. He must be doing something right. And I hope he does something right tonight. So go and enjoy yourself. It is not, what is this, the, the 29th of September. What a nice day. I love late September birthdays. Good for you. Good for you. Gino, last night, Gino, last night, I did not see this, but I think it was after the show. Just checking in, Frank. Been crazy busy, but keep up the great work. Much love and all rise. 61. You're right. Last night, as soon as, because, you know, I, I've, I've had in front of me the last few, I don't know, the last six or seven episodes, I've had the Yankee game streaming from an app I have. I have this, uh, this fun little app. I can watch anything I want. It's on here, and I've been watching the Yankee games because I didn't want to miss Aaron Judge's at-bats. He's sitting at 60 home runs, and 61 ties Roger Maris. It's just, in, it's just been incredibly... Um, light-hearted and innocent fun for a, uh, a real a real stand-up guy really is a class act not many of those out there especially in public life and I've just really enjoyed it and last night as soon as the the credits finish rolling and you get the moo cow and you get the Lila and you get the chicken nugget then boom it was 61 right over the left field wall at Rogers Center in um, in Toronto. So it, it was incredible. I, and I was over here just like pumping my fist, hooting and hollering. It felt great for him. I just, I just felt great for him. And so we were this close to having my reaction caught on air. Just saying. Anyway, they'll be playing tomorrow night at the stadium in the Bronx. And he'll have a chance to hit 62 and be the sole owner of the record. So uh, the, you, you still might have a chance to see something special with me. We'll see. All right, let's take a call. Uh, Flat Albert, what's going on? Hey, everything and nothing at all. I'm just trying to figure out how to just oppose this because, I mean, that chick sounded really cool, sounded like she's had a lot of, you know, progress uh, with that stuff. But I've watched... And, and this is what's weird to me because I've watched so many videos of like identical twins and even triplets online that have had these 23andMe things that go to the skis or whatever. Anyways, and they all come back like with totally different, you know, backgrounds and they're triplets or they're twins. So they should have the exact DNA. Um, on top of that... Uh, a couple of my children thought, hey, let's do this and that, blah, blah, blah. 
long story short, my daughter got me one of those for Christmas for 23 and me and said, uh, you know, here, I know you're interested in your family because I had done some background. Anyways, I said, no, I don't want that. I'm not sending the government my, my DNA, blah, blah, blah. I said, you use it. I said, I appreciate it. She did. It came back and it said that she was Italian. It said that she was like some other, like nothing to do with me and her mother at all. It said that her mother was part African, part, you know, whatever that it was. But her father, and I met the guy, he's estranged from her, is like 100% some kind of American Indian. I mean, and he's like, in a, he's like a tribal elder and all this stuff. And none of it came back with anything to do with the... So, but then you get somebody like that that says, hey, I found this. It really blows my mind. So that's why I'm saying I'm I'm just attempting to juxtapose it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it it does make sense because a couple people wrote into me and said, hey, Frank, you know, I was given given a, uh, a breakdown of where all my DNA, it comes from different sources. Some of it didn't make sense. Some of the math didn't add up. Uh, and and there's a, there's a lot of people who have done these have taken part of these services and not really felt like they were they were legit. And then on the other hand, you have people who have taken these taken these tests and have been linked with people in unexpected places. And once you get linked up with a, it's one thing to have a test come back and say, all right, twenty three percent Welsh, thirteen percent German. 10% blah, 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 and you just get all of your breakdowns. It's another thing to actually find hits and right. reach and out. Right, that's what I'm saying. So how do, you, how do you... I don't know. You know, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I've heard that, too. You know, and I'm just sitting here going, how the fuck can you do this if ever... And I actually know people, you know what I'm saying, that send it in, and it's, like, completely not our family history. Unless our family history is completely wrong, and but there was no American Indian in any of my children that took it, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? They can go to school on a on a, they can go to college if they wanted on a like an Indian loan or something because they're like whatever that the percentage that the that the mother is American Indian, but they don't want to go to government schools and they're all making great cash anyway. But I'm just saying that point is still there. They can go get that. But according to their DNA, they're not, you know, they're as much American Indian as that female politician. You know what I'm saying? But well, I was just going to say, wife, I, I was just going to ask you, so are you saying that there's a chance that Elizabeth Warren actually is? Maybe, yeah, maybe right. she, maybe know, she, she right. took a test that just said no. <laughs> Imagine she right. actually was all this time. <laughs> but I that's, know, a, right? that's the question. I had, a buddy, that's... I, I had a buddy that went to college on a, on a Indian scholarship like that too. And he's just, he was the whitest dude you ever saw. He's like burned instantly. And I'm like, how the fuck do you, you're Indian? And he's, like, he's like, yeah, it's only like 10% though. And I'm like, really? You think what? That's the pinky? You know? But you know, whatever, maybe he's related to Elizabeth Warren. Who knows? It could be. She, <laughs> she, she might be actually the genetic hub for everything in the United States. She, she might be the, uh, she might be the 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 alpha in the in the, the country. Super specimen. We all come from Elizabeth Warren. 
I would, I'm start, you know, with what the way information is going around now, Frank, I, you know, I, I'm not willing to discount anything. <laughs> well, I, I think that your original question, I think your original question, I, I would love to have someone who could explain the technology. Tell me what are the contributing factors to the error rate? Because there is, there is some weird things that have come back that, um, that may be inexplicable and may there's no way that some of it can be real. And then there's other things that have just been spot on and have been game changers for people who have just had these large blocks of unknowing in their past. And there's, there's gotta be some kind of a, uh, a middle ground there or, an, or some kind of an explanation. So that it's a, it's a good question. I hope we get the answer to it one day. We'll keep sniffing around. I'm sure you'll find somebody, man. All right, brother. Well, thanks for the call. My pleasure. Enjoy your evening, sir. You Bye-bye. too. You too, my friend. All right. Let's take a two four eight. You're on the, the the line. It's open lines. And quite frankly, how you doing? I'm doing good. My name's Jay Ann Young. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So what do you got for us tonight? And you said wait, Jay Ann? Yeah, yeah. Just Jay's fine. Jay. Um you it's about DNA. Okay. Okay, I'll walk in the other room because you're on the phone right now on the on my my husband loved your program. Well tell your husband but I said hi. I oh, I'm in. Say, no, he said hi to you. Say Frank says okay. hi. Yeah. Oh he'll hear um, it. Um he my husband told me to go in the other room because oh. you don't like back noise. So <laughs> See, um, everybody knows. Good. Yeah, well, what it is is this is about uh, the DNA. I have one of those stories that it's just my husband said that I had to call you. So um, I'll just tell you. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Right? Please. Yeah, give it to me. Oh, okay. Um, I'm Italian, so, you know, ciao. And um, my, I was going to Italy, and so I decided I want to know where my dad was born. I didn't know if he was born in Italy. I didn't know if he was born in the States. It turns out... I, you know, you don't know what you don't know. My father died when I was really young. Hmm. So I spent almost two years trying to figure out where my father was buried. And that was crazy. And then I ended up, um, you just, I just saw you talk to somebody who is like really into it. Well, I met a lady that was really into it. And she was the one that found my grandfather. His name is, um, Julio Julius. So she, Julio. so you went, you found a person who actually linked you to a, a put you on a path <laughs> of finding your father's father. No, yeah. Okay. And like you don't understand, it was like I spent two years. I said I'm done with this. I, you know, you'll, I'll never know. I just knew his name was Julius Giuliani, and that was about it. But the stories get crazy um, because he didn't really care how any of the documentations went. So his name was, I don't even know, um, like it was uh, Julio Jules, Jules Giuliani. I think it went back and crazy, back and forth. But that's, you know, so anyways, um, one thing led to another. So that put my, that's not the story I'm going to go down because that's a whole other story with Ellis Island and documentations and I've got those yeah give give me That's the give me the the, the the biggest the the biggest mind-blowing okay. story say and put it in a nice nutshell for okay. us okay so I'm out there on ancestry.com I get a hit I get a hit from uh, this one person and my gut feeling just goes oh 
Oh, and it turns out that um, um, somebody who was trying to have a baby, they were having um, issues. So I guess when you do IVH, um, they like you to do your ancestry, okay, to find out if there's some kind of medical. I don't even know. So uh, it turns out that his wife bought him a DNA kit. And on Ancestry, it connected him to me. Him turned out to be my nephew. Um, I did not know. There were five siblings. I didn't know there was a fifth sibling or a sixth sibling. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I had an extra sister. Now, my mother never said anything about it. It turns out that it's not like a love child. It's my mom and dad, full blood. Uh, daughter, so it's my full blood sister. So you had, how, how did you have a, a full a full extra sister yeah. that that you didn't yeah, know that's about? What I'm saying you you can always have a love child or a divorce or you know you know the bloodline, but no, he's my mom and dad had Linda, which was my first sister, and then they had this second baby, and they gave it um, they gave it up for adoption. But it turns out that my <laughs> I don't know, I don't mean to take up so much time, but it turns out that she had a friend that she worked with that um, she was in her late 40s, she was pregnant, she fell down the stairs, she was devastated because it was like her miracle baby, she always wanted a kid, and my mom was very young and um, and gave away the second okay. baby, and then of course mom had my brother, and then my mom had me, and then, you know, but we're all siblings. Well, Jay. But the shocker was. Okay, the shocker. Go ahead. Go to get to the shocker. The shocker was I took the time to meet Adam after meeting him. He goes, my mom's adopted. She would like to, you know, meet you. And when she walked in, okay, she's a spitting image of my sister. Okay. My father's left-handed. She's left-handed. When you see somebody that walks through the door like that, I can't even explain what it feels like. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the uh, it's the alien hybrid. Whoa! Yeah, it's the alien hi it's the alien hybrid story I told you about. But, but Jay, I, I you know this brought up a lot of things for me, especially with Ellis Island. I'd love to talk about this a little bit after the fact. Okay. Please, thank you for sharing this, and send my best to your husband as well. This has been uh, it's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. Well, thank you for listening to me, and have a nice evening. No, that's wonderful. So, so you okay. see, thank you so much again. So, missing sibling, and and these are full siblings. Then you start getting into because you remember there's there's also times obviously people give children away for adoption. That's one way to be separated from full siblings, and uh, not just love childs and and all that. There's also really bad times in, in in American and world history where 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 because we were in really dire financial straits, sell children. I mean, you ever see the pictures of 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 uh, mothers on stoops with you know covering their faces because they're so ashamed that that they're trying to take uh, get somebody to take their child because they can't support them. And uh, there's so many ways I guess you can be separated from full siblings and that's one interesting story as far as ellis island goes my last name is a product of ellis island uh at least i yes it's either ellis island or it's the new york school system after my grandfather's my father's father's uh side came here and they got in at least into the school system. My my grandma Christina, as I was told, was 
gave my last name in a, a sloppy, broken English kind of a way. And after World War II, I believe, or around World War II, um, everybody except my grandfather went back to the original spelling with R's instead of L's and all that other stuff. And so I, I'm, I'm the only of my name. If Anthony doesn't have a son, and if I, me and Lauren don't make a brother for Aurora, that's the end. I mean, I, I could still have grandchildren, but it, I, it would be the it would be the end of of my name, of the of the mispronunciation name. Okay, what else do we have here? Eight twenty three, a nice night indeed. Let's see on Discord, nobody's hanging out. Not in the voice line, at least. So we got another call. Let me just check to see if we have any super chats. Cody. Cody just said, you and Owen Benjamin both talked about genealogy and tracing ancestry today. Really? He, uh, really weird how that happened since I mainly only watch both of you. It's actually 23 and what about me? It, wait, is that the actual like legal name? 23 and what about me? Or is that a an inside joke? Uh, Sue Sue twenty two says, "Hey, I have done genealogy for forty years. Many awesome stories. I asked my kids for a test kit and gift idea, but never took the test after finding out that they were selling the DNA to China. Shit. Separately, glad you used a glad you use a wired mouse. Much safer." You see, you're the only one that has ever complimented me on my wired mouse. Everyone's like, oh, I can't stand it. That mouse wire is getting me upset. Just get him a wire. You know how many, you know how many wireless mouse mice people have sent me, thinking that they're upgrading the studio because I couldn't, I couldn't afford one or something like that. I have, I have probably have like three or four unopened wireless mice in the other room. I just don't ever want to change the batteries. That's it. Because my luck, I'll have to change the batteries in the middle of a broadcast. I'll be completely pissed off. So I'm going wired. I go wired with the, uh, look, I got a wire on the keyboard too. This one's a little bit tucked nicer. I tuck this one well. There you go. Tuck it back. Okay. Okay, let's go... Sue 22 is a genealogist, 40 years. What do you know? Social Observer says, looking ripped, Frank. I'm glad you say so. Thank you. I'm feeling pretty ripped these days. Well, I mean, the 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 calisthenics has been doing a, a wonderful things, and the the supporting diet has been very tight-knit, easy, and it's just on, I'm on autopilot now. So I'm I'm definitely feeling a reshaping and a re a uh I don't know just a reshaping of things a, a feeling feeling good especially those wide pull-ups especially the wide grip pull-ups I'm feeling stability in my shoulders and my back that I haven't had in a long time and I've always been afraid of doing the wide grip pull-ups because at one time I had a a small a small tear in my labrum in my right my right shoulder from throwing. 
I had a small tear in my right labia, and I was I was always very afraid of 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 doing the wide grip pull ups because I didn't want the humerus to you know pop out and 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 put any pressure on that tear. So, you know, I let the I let it I let it tear I let the the tear heal and I I started doing a lot more body weight exercises to 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 get it back in shape. Uh working out with Rob, the kung fu and everything else has been incredible for the joints and and mobility and stuff like that. I'm still not my flexibility is still something that it really pisses me off sometimes. Lower back, hips still have to open up the hips a great deal. But uh, it's feels good. Everything feels good. But the labia is fine now. Let's take a call. 507, you're on the air. Oh, shit. Okay, well, they, they hung up. Let me go to one more on Rumble. We had a couple more Rumble. PDR111 says, The true story, Netflix, Our Father, tells the story of a fertility doctor who used his own sperm to impregnate patients dr donald klein has fathered at least 94 children yeah we covered his story on the show as it was breaking i know that netflix did something with it but we covered his story on the show i forgot what the question i asked was obviously it's disturbing as hell you think about all those fathers the fathers uh that were really raising children for the fertility doctor I, that think about that think about all of the husbands and boyfriends that were raising the fertility doctor's father that's more fucked up than what manson was doing at least manson was going around the uh the country and just knocking chicks up who wanted it this guy is slipping his sperm into turkey basters and putting it in it's just horrible that's a horrible question Um, let's see, what else do we have here? That's PDR111. Did I get all caught up? I think I did. No, I didn't. Cave Toad had to join Rumble since Foxhole was down. Keep up the good work, Frank. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we have a system and uh, we have to, this is not Foxhole's problem tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is our problem. And we have to shore up our transition systems. Uh, right now, probably playing on quite frankly TV is the Wednesday night programming that's been put on repeat. That needs to end Thursday morning at latest, so that the runway is clear for me to to never have this problem again. So that's just on our end. We'll figure it out. We're we're, we're testing different systems to make sure that we can get to a twenty four hour network. And then um, as quickly as possible in in the most feasible way. But, um, yeah, so sorry about that. But I'm glad you're on Rumble, and I'm glad people are are finding alternate places to YouTube. Thank you, Cave Toad. Cave Toad says, F wireless, you're right. See, I'm glad. I'm glad all the wired people came out for me tonight. Janine from Massachusetts, what are you thinking? Hello. Hello. Ah, let me just pause you. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so you were talking about the genealogy thing? Yes. Yes. So um, I actually have, I posted it on the forum, but I figured I can just call you up and tell you. Um, I have a really interesting story from my family. 
because my father's cousin um, was trans. Her husband was in the military, and he was transferred to Germany. And so she had like a lot of free time because she didn't speak German. She didn't have any friends, mm. and she got into genealogy. And she found out that my, I believe, it was five five times great grandfather. So this would be about twenty or so years before the Civil War. He was the youngest son of a plantation owner in South Carolina, and he fell in love with one of the slaves on the plantation, and they ran away to Boston. You wait, wait, you 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 left me a didn't you leave? Uh, this testimony I did. on a thread? I left a, I left a comment on the forum. Oh, hey, listen, if you're here to tell it, then you go right ahead, because I had it marked to read it, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so my um, so my five times great-grandfather, he and this slave woman named um, Martha, ran away to Boston together, and he, for legal reasons, he couldn't completely change his name, so he just switched the, because it was, Hayward, and it was Hayward with an E, and he switched it with an A, just so to give some like, distance, um, which actually ended up being a good idea, considering some of the documentation they found later. So they lived up here and had a couple of kids, and then after the Civil War ended, he went back down to see um, what happened with family, and the legal documents we found from his son Nathaniel, I put John, but it's actually Nathaniel. John was Nathaniel's son. Um, Nathaniel said that they suspected that his family actually killed him. Wow. <laughs> Just because of the, yeah, because he had, well, he ran away with a slave, and it was this big, like, embarrassment for the family, and then after the Civil War, he comes back, and the theory is that the family was not very happy to see him. So, um, so now, th now this is all just from traditional genealogical legwork, or you use DNA? This is traditional like legwork. This is all. Like, this my, is so my, much. My dad's so, cousin. She, huh? No, it's just like, the the detail is so intricate. You must have found a treasure trove of uh, of documentation and, and diaries. What, what, I mean, how did you get all this detail? Well, uh, we actually found it through Nathaniel's sister, because Nathaniel actually never wanted, after what happened to his dad, he never actually wanted to talk about the family. And so when my, when my dad's cousin was going through the records, she was kind of reaching a dead end, and then she found, she was able to find um, relatives of ours on the Cape. And the interesting thing is that because um, his wife was obviously African, she's very, like, the um, I guess Nathaniel was light enough to pass, but his sister was not, and he married a white woman, and she married a black man. And so um, I have relatives on Cape Cod that are complete, like, dark-skinned, very dark-skinned. <laughs> it's just kind of weird that, wow. like, I am completely white. Like, I'm like a ghost. <laughs> That's incredible. But, but, but still, but still, it huh? is, you, you guys are linked. You are linked, though. Yep. That's it's, it goes back. Uh, at this point, it's four generations back would be the link there, the brother and sister. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then we also found out, uh, well, anyway, through the sister, this, I guess the sister kept a journal, and that's how we found out about this whole link to the family down in South Carolina because the family that was on Cape Cod had actually already contacted them, and they were part of, they were part of the whole genealogy of that family down there. So she was able to go down and prove that, um, Daniel, this the one who ran away, you know, was who 
we was who he was and all that kind of stuff and so we were able to connect with that family and well, um, I also see here, at, and I also see here at mm-hmm. the bottom of your of your entry that through the Southern family, you found out that you were related to Thomas Hayward, who signed the Declaration of Independence. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he not directly related. He was my grand my my like Daniel's. I believe it was like his uncle or something like that. But still, it was in the, within the family. Gotcha. And also through his through Daniel's grandmother who was a what's called a giglionaut i guess is the family um i actually descend also from charlemagne <laughs> well charlemagne is born on my birthday so that's great well, janine this is a this is a uh, oh, and, and you are a wonderful call because you are an example of someone who's been able to un uh, has been able to uncover an incredible amount of information just through traditional methods and means of uh, of of research so thank you for the call you're welcome. Wonderful. Janine from Massachusetts. There's a See? I mean, don't feel like you have to give the drop of blood. Although I would say I think what I'm taking away from this tonight is this. A there is as Albert said, what are the contributing factors to the error rate? What is the margin of error and what are the contributing factors? Cuz it sounds like this could be a incredible miraculous thing. Or it could be almost like a crapshoot where you're you're thrown just information that just sounds like nonsense and information that you can barely even act on, especially if there are no hits coming back. If there's no hits coming back and nobody physically that you can speak to, but you know the computer's just saying, "Hey, you're you're 37 and a half percent Scandinavian. Congratulations, bitch." And I actually wish that the tests say something like that. I wish the tests were crude like that. You know, you're uh, you're 11% Portuguese, fuckface. Congratulations. You feel special now? But if it just comes back like that, then I mean, what do you, but you need to be able to, to talk to somebody. So the hits thing is another thing. When, when you have nowhere to start learning, nowhere to start looking, you give a drop of blood and you are just... You're, you're trying to figure out, and you get a couple of hits, and so your journey can start somewhere. That would be, I can see that being cool. But then again, there's a trust issue. Are the Chinese going to be mixing your DNA with some super gorilla in one of their, their underground labs? Are they going to give it to their, their uh, reptilian friends in outer orbit to create your child hybrids? <laughs> I don't know. And... And to that effect, to that effect, it's, it, it's, it's again like what I said with the smart devices, smartphones, smart, t- your computers, the VPNs. Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. They're tracking me. I'm not going to use TikTok. They're tracking me. You're getting tracked on everything. Everything. We are all getting tracked on everything. You guys remember that scary ass video that I played last Friday where this one guy created, where is it? Hold on a second. Let me see, let me see if I can find it in my did I put it in here? Scary ass shit. Let me see. Fake activism? No. Let me look into here. Scary AI. 
Anyway, I played something for you that focused a little bit on this AI, this pro, this artificially intelligent program that was uh, was created by a guy who took your cell, who takes selfies, and is able to actually match it with closed caption television feeds from all over the world to actually find the camera that has captured you taking your picture. And it, it was scary as hell. I mean, there is no, there's no limit to the data that's being taken on us. Even if you don't have any, fo- you can go with no electronic devices on you whatsoever and just go walk down a city block. And there is so much data on you, where you were, at what time, what store you walked in on. That it's so much inference on what your tastes are, what you like. Facial recognition, they know who you are. Uh, all of your addresses that you ever lived at, they know exact from, once they know who you are, they know what school you went to. There's gait recognition. We learned about gait recognition. You can wear a prosthetic face mask, a prosthetic a latex face and still be picked up because your walk, your walk is recognizable, your body language. So at the same time, I'm like, okay, uh, the Chinese might get a drop of my blood if Ancestry sells it there. But at the same time, I can get some really interesting genealogical questions possibly answered. Is it, is it, like, is it like that the powers that be don't have 10 thousand times more useful information than one drop of blood of mine they prick your heel as soon as you're born so you know i i always suspect anthony and i always wonder like when we get blood taken at the doctor's office how do you really know a chain of custody who's not taking a vial of your blood you know even the doctor we joke about about you know uh, just laying down after having your blood taking and just taking a, taking a breather and closing your eyes and just breathing and then opening up and then you know turning over and seeing the a doctor you know qu- quickly downing quickly sucking down a vial of blood like they're a Gary Ullman from Bram Stoker's Dracula you know when he turns around and he licks the he licks the uh, the, the blood off of the the, the razor <laughs> such a fiend. Oh, man. Oh, boy. What else do I got? It's 839. Let's take a really quick break. When we come back, more of your calls. This has been fun. And remember, I have a little bit on Florida here I'll read on on the way back, but we'll keep this line open. I love the topic. We'll get some more calls in the Discord, and don't be afraid uh, to call in if you're from the Florida area and you just want to check in to say that you're all right. So we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. I don't enjoy this part of the job, but it's vital to the success of the Perkis system that we remove all temptation from your lives. Looks like my man's packing. Who would like to own up to this treasure trove? Hmm? Whose wonderful candies are these? Oh, look! A deli meat! Behold, Simi! Life! Real life! A thing that we have been denied for far too long! 
listen live or download it and take it with you wherever you go while you're driving, walking, working, or <laughs> you dirty dog. For all things, go to quitefrankly.tv. You like what you see? Become a sponsor. Quite Frankly streams live weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern wherever you get your podcast. So for everything, it's quitefrankly.tv. Sensei? Everything alright? We're all gonna die, Ken! We're all gonna die! Yeah. <laughs> That's I I had to play that clip two nights in a row. Because it, I think it is one of the, I think it's the, I love Cobra Kai. I think it's just been a ridiculously fun, ridiculous uh, experience, Cobra Kai. And that is from season one when Johnny Lawrence is just, he's just going through the trials, man. And he's, he, he's living with so much from his past that's haunting him, but he's trying to start up this new karate dojo. He's bringing Cobra Kai back and... Uh, <laughs> When they see when uh, what's his name sees him pissing on the Larusso, the Daniel Larusso uh, license plate. Oh my gosh, that is something that just makes me feel so happy inside. That we're all gonna die is the best part. Whereas I want to play it again. I want to play it again because it makes me feel happy. Oh shit. Uh, sensei. Everything all right? We're all gonna die, Ken. We're all gonna die. <laughs> That's like a he, the 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 uh, the student was at school. He's like, I think something's wrong with with Sensei Lawrence. You know, I, I saw him outside. Whatever. So he's just drinking a lot. And the whole thing, though, we're all gonna die. It's just so fun. It's just so demented and and doomy. I love it. Oh boy. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's take another call. Oh, at first, what is this? Uh, the pier in Fort Myers vanishes after Hurricane Ian tsunami surges. Well, they say a tsunami because the surge was over 12 feet. Swept through the city along with hundreds of homes. And still the vultures are out there jumping on Ron DeSantis. They they have all these loaded questions with insults and accusations that are baked into the question. Uh, talked about, de- they like, you know, the, the delayed response, it, it, they, they tried to delay, re- delayed response this, delayed response that. And he's just taking all their heads off, thankfully, because they're, they're just, they're incredible creatures that are being activated in all these ways. All right, let's go. Uh, let's take a call. Oh, King Forty, what's going on? Did you ever do any genealogy? Nah, why would I do that? I don't know. That's the thought you were calling in to contribute to the topic. No, I am going to contribute to that. Yes, sir. But no, nah, I never. It is my take on that. Right? Okay. I understand, like. Uh, nationality and that's an important thing and your family and being part of a group and knowing about yourself 
but then it gets to a point where it just becomes obsessive and psychotic and it's just like what's the fucking point to me okay i can see that to me i can see that to I, me you know what i mean you know me frank you know me a long time i'm i'm a very living the now guy i can appreciate the past and, and stuff like that but i really don't have any interest in knowing what these assholes was doing way back then and shit like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but what about you? just, like, your family in particular? Wouldn't that be cool if, if there was a They're way... They're all a bunch of assholes. I already know that. <laughs> I know the assholes I lived with, the assholes I was raised by, so I know the ones even before them were assholes, too. So you're What's saying you're saying that the King 40 lineage, if you go back even to the 15th century, there's no way in hell that they weren't assholes. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You know me. I'm a simple motherfucker. Just yeah. call me Simple Jack. Oh boy, Simple Jack. <laughs> My, that's that's it. <laughs> that's me. That's the king, baby. You guys can call it King Forty. Big Pump. Simple Jack. Uh, you know, I, you never made any more. You never made any more merchandise because I still have what would Big Pump do uh, T-shirt, and I wear it from time to time. And uh, and I thought that there was going to be new generations of shirts coming out. Oh, 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 there is, there is, Frank, there is, there is. I'm sorry, there's just been a lot of things going on, but no, we've talked. I've showed you some prototypes, and and they're coming, and I and I and I will be sending them your way. And if I can just say to the broads, you know I love yous, but just from these phone calls tonight with the broads, it proves why you need me as a call screener. Okay, well, listen, like I said, I'll figure out. You know I know how to get, you know I know how to get the broads in line, but in a good way, not in a, a mean way. Right. Not in a, you're never, never mean. Yeah. Never mean at yeah. all. But and, in, um, no, and I, not the broads anyway. Uh, unless they get a little too lippy, but um, uh, <laughs> hey, and Jesus Christ, Albert, I'm I'm sorry, your wife got plowed by a colored there. Damn, he don't even know his kids. His kid there. You, you see, know? you see, that he didn't consider it. He just never considered it. That that it, it could have been right the whole time. Like I said, let me ask you this though, before you go, what is the what, to remind yes, everybody how they can fo follow all of your dancing. Your dancing exploits on uh, on YouTube. What is your YouTube address again? Um, it's King Forty's Disco Breaks, and I've been getting lazy. I haven't come out with a new one lately, um, and I'm glad you bring that up. But I did a, a compilation recently, and there's a guy I'd like to shout out, uh, Mushmouth Joe, made a tribute video, which I truly appreciate. So here's the thing, Frankie, if I could with you. So um, I have promised, and everybody has been clamoring for me to do the Speedo video in response to Mark Swan, which I plan on doing. But here's the thing. I am going to send it to you first. I am not going to premiere it on my channel. When I do that video, I'd like to send it to you first, and if we could premiere it on Quite Frankly, and then I post it to the channel. 
Is that all right with you? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, hey, what you should do is you should watch. I don't know if you can go back to any of our old episodes from July of this year, but you should actually watch the so-called Mark Swan Dancer and do something along that that line so that for the next July, we can do a side-by-side for the intermission. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're really going to do yeah, this in a speed. You're really going to do this in a speedo? Absolutely. Oh, I boy. have a. I have more than one. Well, I actually, what I like to call them is SPBs, and that's short for Sexy Prince Draws. Okay. Because <laughs> Prince used to, yeah, Prince used to perform in the bikini briefs there. So, oh yeah, ladies, I got a big collection of speedos, uh, man thongs. Yeah, I got them. Uh, all kind of well, bikini briefs and shit like that. Of course, the broads love them. Well, we'll they just love sexy shit like that. Indeed, yes, they all do. Okay, well, this is going to be a great adventure, and people are going to hate me double next July. So this is going to be great. Yeah, well, let them hate you, Frank. All right, King. Thank you for the call. Yes, sir. Have a great night. All right, take care. Wow, it's one hell of a night. Eight fifty-two. I think we've done everything that we wanted to do. Let me go and make sure that I did not miss anything in the the chat rooms. That's Cave Toad. I got all that nice and nice. Quite frankly, superchat.com. Fat Boy Vince says, Justin at Yes Cacao, Source Field Limited Edition Series is a must try. Blessings, Frank. The Source Field Limited Edition is incredible. That's the one where he brought in certain elements of pine needle and things like that, that he he spoke with uh, those who know about great ways to just jam-pack a botanical chocolate bar with things that can help you cleanse yourself of one one thing or another. Anyway, go check it out. Yes Cacao is on our affiliates page, another great stocking stuffer for the holidays. Cody says, it's a joke. I can't expand any further since you're on YouTube. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, the 23 and what about me? I'll figure out what the joke is afterwards. Uh, I think that is, that's pretty good. Nice little crowd over there hanging out on Rockfin. Theta, we got seven people. Last night we had about eight people in the Theta jacuzzi. I, I guess with a big enough jacuzzi, seven can be comfortable. But thank you to everybody that's been watching live on YouTube and D Live and Twitch. Don't ever forget about Twitch. My real question is how do I get Odyssey, CloudHub, and Telegram back into the live swing of things? I got to think of something because when I had all those things blasting out with me at one time, simulcasting, we started getting really choppy and buffery, and I can't have that anymore. 541, you're on the air. Frank, it's your friend Zoso. Zoso, what is this? Another number? I don't know. Uh, I've got so many numbers that isn't worth. I, I can't even okay. explain. So should I? Should I not store this, this one? Don't, don't save this one. This is my temporary trailer office that I'm calling you from. In six months, I'll be on another job. So great. Just, don't write this down. Okay. But uh, dude, you really kind of, you really kind of rocked my world tonight with something you said, and I just called my brother about it, and he confirmed. Uh, Son of a gun, man. Myself, my brother, we are the end of 
the Cella bloodline for this vein anyway. Uh, when you were talking about your family earlier, I stopped and I thought about it and I thought, son of a gun, I had two girls. My brother is a bachelor, no kids. Uh, the other, my other uncles and such, they had, they had some boys, but they, uh, a couple of them died early and, uh, uh, the one guy who's still alive, who's close to my age, doesn't have any boys. Uh, my other uncles only had girls. This is, this is it, man. Wow. I know. A, it, when you stop and think about it for a second, uh, when I'm gone, it's like we were never here. It's it, kind of it, crazy. It, yeah. After kinda a while. Crazy. After a while. I, I mean, there's a the 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 blood will still be, will still be uh, as strong. As it were a boy, if a, when if and when God bless Aurora, if she has uh, children, and I would, yeah. But as far as the name goes, we're gonna the have name the name is gone. My my daughter has has a son, and I'm thrilled about that. My grandson. So you know, there's a bit of me running around out there, but uh, dang it, man, you just kind of you know you harshed my mellow baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I I don't have all the time in the world too. I, if if uh, Lauren and I try again sometime soon, and and we have a boy, then boom, then we we'll, we we have a shot. But if uh, another sister comes out, I'd have to say that the probability of Valbiro carrying on much longer is is slim. Unless, well, of course, if, if I'm not going to count I, Anthony out, he hasn't uh, he hasn't really tried yet. So we'll see. Yeah, I I wish you the best of luck with that and. Uh, Hey, practicing is, is halfway half the fun anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Plenty of practice. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Take care, my man. Thank you so much, Zoso. That that's a that's a good man right there. I can't wait until he does another cross country trip. That's another one of my my um my moments uh the high moments of the year. We've done a lot of great things on air this year in twenty twenty two. The uh the personal life has been a has been a uh one hell of a roller coaster. But this show, I think we've had a banner year as far as content and the times we've shared together. Zoso coming in to studio on that Friday night was was a lot of fun. Hope we can do that again. All right, that's it. I have all I have for you here tonight. You guys and gals have been wonderful to me. And tomorrow is another day, the last day of the week. It is Friday. So uh, with that being said, I hope that you guys will join me at 7 o'clock. Go on to quitefrankly.tv. Please become a sponsor. It would be wonderful for me to get home and to meet some new sponsors on Subscribestar, on on uh, quitefrankly.tv directly. You can send in a PayPal at any time. I respond personally to every last PayPal donation that is sent. I always have. It is a, uh, I don't care how long it takes, it is a glorious and very gratitude-inspiring practice for me, and I, I love talking to you all. Thank you for everything. My family thanks you, and I'll see you tomorrow at 7. Uh, thank you, Cynthia, for calling in. We had a good one. We had a good one tonight, indeed. Oh, wait, Spud Hill just said, King's opinion about genealogy is why I sent this. So there you go. I got a rumble rant that was sent to me just because they love King's opinion on genealogy. Long line of assholes. What's the point of even trying? All right. That's it. Thank you, guys and gals. We will see you soon. I'll catch you on the flip side.
quite frankly, is film before our live studio audience and now our super chatter, starting with Fatboy Vince, Cody, Sue22, Stostube, Crude IT Guy, Gino, and Dooku Dan. We will see you all soon. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for tomorrow. And uh, away we go.
With my potions can do anything that you can. <laughs> 